Okay, oil prices, they dropped to unprecedented lows yesterday. As a matter of fact, for the first time in history, barrels of oil were actually trading in the negative. Why is this happening? What does this mean for the Canadian and for the global economy? Let's go right to oil country to get some answers. Richard Masson is an executive fellow with the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary, and he joins me now on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Richard, good afternoon, and thanks for your time. Good afternoon. Good to be here. All right. First off, could you just explain for those that maybe aren't well-versed in the markets and in uh, oil trade, what exactly does it mean for the first time in history that oil is trading in the negative? Well, the technical issue is that we have futures contracts. So they say we're going to trade oil for delivery one month in the future, two months in the future, and so on. So the contract that's the current contract is for delivery in May. And that contract requires that at the end of today, whoever owns that physical or that financial contract has to be able to take delivery of the oil in Cushing, Oklahoma, where there's a big tank farm. The problem is there's no space left in the tanks that's not spoken for. And so a bunch of people, financial traders who held those positions were caught yesterday and they said, we've got to get rid of these contracts. There were no buyers, and so the price just kept going down and down and down until they found buyers at minus $37 a barrel. Unbelievable. So, in other words, there's just no room in the warehouse. There's nowhere to store this stuff. And is the reason, is it obvious it's because the economy has ground to a halt and also people aren't traveling as much? Exactly. So, in the, in the world, before all of COVID-19 happened, we were consuming about 100 million barrels of oil a day. The best estimates are that right now, with everybody staying home globally, um, demand has dropped by about 30 million barrels a day. And so even though that OPEC plus deal last week sounded encouraging, cutting production by about 10 million barrels a day, there's still way too much oil. And that deal doesn't even kick in until next month. So there's just way too much oil and not enough place to put it. And all the storage is filling up. So it's very desperate times. All right. It's desperate times uh, globally, since we are kind of talking about the world generally right now. What does this mean, the fact that oil is trading in the negative right now? What does it mean for the global economy overall? Well, there's pluses and minuses of which side you're on. If you're an airline and you're scheduling already with empty planes, I mean, jet fuel's getting much cheaper. If you're a, a you know, rail line, those things, input costs are going down. So that's good for them. But for oil producers and oil producing nations, this is a huge cut to their revenue. And so there's capital budget cuts and layoffs happening all over the place. So there are big winners and big losers through this whole process. Canada, because we're a net producer, we, we export about 4 million barrels a day. Um, it's, it's a big loss to our economy. I was about to ask for the Canadian economy, can we expect similar then? Are there going to be cutbacks? Are we going to see job losses because of this? And what is the feeling uh, where you are right there in Calgary? Well, it's, it's very desperate times. So in Alberta, right, well, in Western Canada, there was going to be about $35 billion of new capital investment. That was a, a moderate year, like a little bit better than the bottom we've had a couple of years ago. That was what we expected coming into this year. We've already had about $10 billion of announced cuts. Um, and companies, so they're not, there's no point in, you know, putting new production in, drilling new wells, building your projects if there's no market for it. Right now there isn't. So $10 billion of investment that has been cut, which means thousands and thousands of jobs uh, associated with all that activity. 
But beyond that, because there's no place to put the oil physically, you know, Canada only has a small amount of storage, um, companies are cutting their production. So yesterday, Husky announced it's cutting 80,000 barrels a day of production from one of its big oil sands projects. Last week, Conoco announced 100,000 barrels a day of cuts from one of its big oil sands projects. And so all of that just means less inputs are required, less revenues, less royalties, less less workers. It's It's just compounding right now. Joined by Richard Masson, an executive fellow with the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary, discussing oil prices and for, and the fact that for the first time ever, barrels of oil have been trading in the negative. And you just talked about a lack of investment. Is there a sense, uh, Richard, amongst those that are in the oil industry, that what we're seeing here is a real tipping point, that this is really the start of fundamental change for this industry then? Well, I wouldn't go that far. The challenge, you know, is, as I said, we're at 100 million barrels a day before. And let's say that, uh, you know, activity doesn't ever get back to where it was because a lot of us choose to work from home or, you know, are afraid to travel on planes or or ships. Um, You know, so maybe demand settles out at 90 million barrels a day once we get back to semi-normal. But the production is being cut at projects around the world. So we'll end up with a balance at kind of 90 million barrels a day and in order for that to work prices are going to have to go back up to kind of the 40 50 dollar range because um, it just takes that much um, price to allow companies to continue invest to produce at that 90 million barrel level so there's nothing here that really says oil is going away or for canada oil is going away it's a very sharp painful time but once we all start moving again and we need our transportation demand should recover and there will be a new equilibrium. Yeah, is there a sense that this there could be a bit of a sustained pain, as it were, through this, or is this something that's short-term, that we're going to see oil bounce back, we think, in the next few days or next few weeks, particularly as we see south of the border? There's been a lot of talk about whether or not they should be going back to normal and reopen, reopening the economy there. But as the economy does uh, reopen, and Americans, obviously a huge market and a huge country there, begin you know, traveling more and are back at work uh, more, is that going to help bring back the oil business? It, it will help. and it's. But the problem is the tanks, the storage is going to be full around the world. And so as we try to move back to a new normal, we've got this huge inventory overhang that we're going to have to work through. And so I don't expect prices to strengthen a heck of a lot for many months, probably at least six months. Um, you know, it's it's a very painful time and it's such a big adjustment. You know, a third drop in global demand is, is such a huge shock to the system. It's going to take a long time to work through to get back to some kind of balance. Just finally, get you out on this question, Richard, at a grassroots level. Can people, folks that are listening right now, they've seen, you know, prices of the gas pumps that maybe some of them haven't seen since they were teenagers. Uh, can we expect the price of the pump to remain fairly low for the short term, if not long term? It probably will because the refineries, um, typically a refinery runs as close to full capacity as it can to be efficient. So they would run at 90% of full capacity. Right now they're running at about 66% of full capacity. In fact, the one at Come By Chance Newfoundland closed down completely because there's just so little demand for their products. And so, again, it's going to take time for us to you know, have in- increased demand. And refineries running below capacity are going to tend to... Um, end up with low prices for their gasoline and and diesel fuel because they're going to try and compete for market share and stay alive. 
So I expect for consumers, yeah, these, these low, lower prices are here for quite a while. All right, Richard, again, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. No worries, Jeff. Take care. All right. You as well. Be well. There's Richard Masson, an executive fellow with the School of Public Policy at the University of Calgary on oil prices in the negative for the first time ever.